Welcome to another episode of Top Fan Podcast. As you guys can see in the description, I'm going to focus a bit on Man United um, today. Now, this episode is sponsored by FergieTime876. You can find them on Twitter at FergieTime876. Now, today we have a conversation with our guest, Anthony. How are you, brother? Yeah, man. This day, you know? How things? Yeah, I'm good. No, I try, I try my best not to fret about the game on Sunday. I you know, United and Liverpool form to have nothing to do with them again. Them games are just pure rivalry. You know, so yeah. we, have, we have some things in general still we want to discuss. You know, I'm going to try my best to make the emotions get less on me. I'm kind of satisfied with, with what I say at United. Um, yeah. Question from one of our one of our listeners, and of course you can find us on Instagram, Top Form Podcast underscore. Um, United fan. First question them asks for Fergie Time eight seven six. Is United better off without Paul Pogba? Like the people them on. Ah, the Paul Pogba situation now. Well, in my opinion, I feel like United fans. They're looking for somebody to scapegoat every single time we go through poor farm. We have poor farm. So mm-hmm. what you find is Pogba situation is that with him aging and all of that, running in mouth and all of that, you find that he's the easiest target. Um, but if you look at the team structurally, you find that even without Paul Pogba, we, we still don't look like a team that is a well-oiled machine. You still find that we have defensively we are still poor, even with two midfielders that we class as grass crushers. So what you mm-hmm. find is it is not down to the individual, I believe. It's more about how the coaches set up the team to play. And if Pogba is supposed to be the, a part of the team, I feel like his the best combination to get the best out of Paul Pogba is to have a midfield three. But the problem we have with putting, with having a midfield three is where Bruno Fernandes would fit in, in a midfield three. Because Mm -hmm. based on evidence of um, basically what happened in the past, we know that Bruno Fernandes, the number 10 position in behind the striker is where he usually plays. And if you look at the earlier earlier games of the season. He's even playing higher up. Bruno Fernandez is playing higher up. He's like he's playing as a as a forward. Second forward, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So it's like he's playing as a forward. So what you find now is if we switch to a midfield three, Bruno mm-hmm. Fernandez would have to it's either you're gonna bench him or he'll have to play as um more as a number eight rather than a 10. Mm-hmm. Is he disciplined enough to play as a number 8? We don't know. So I believe people think that Pogba is the source of our problems. But I think more more than in terms of organization of the team, I think mm-hmm. that because of Bruno Fernandes, and don't get me wrong, you know, don't get me wrong, Bruno Fernandes is very important to the team. And statistically, Come on. it's like yeah. statistically you can't drop Bruno Fernandes. But I feel like mm-hmm. in terms of us controlling games in terms of mm-hmm. us controlling the games with Bruno Fernandez, we have less control of the game in terms of possession. So you find that it's more of a 
you attack, me attack, you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack. And so okay. it's end-to-end stuff. And then the two midfielders that we have, they're not disciplined enough in that type of setup where it's an attack versus attack. So we'll always be vulnerable. So that's my view on the whole midfield and Pogba. Okay. Well, I mean, you mentioned Bruno Fernandes. And again, people, the stats I'm about to present comes from Fergie Time 876. You can find them on Twitter. 90 minutes by Bruno against Atalanta, you know. Mm. Um, 73% pass accuracy, 95 touches, 10 duels won, 3 lost, 4 tackles attempted, 2 were successful, you know. Um, 8 key passes and he ended up getting 2 assists, 9 chances created overall. Now, it's kind of rough because... We can't, we can't really bench a man with them type of stats, yeah, no. to be real. So, and it would be unfair to him, you know? Yeah, so right now, um, as, as somebody who watched Italian football, I remember when Pogba was at Juventus. He was playing kind of off the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at United, no. It's almost as if him not, him not really have the choice to play upon the left because we have Rashford come back from an injury. Tony Marshall, you know, we have so many wingers, not to mention um, just the entire front line, Lingard, the same way. So, in all honesty, I feel like Pogba should be playing in most games, but mm. at the same time, brother, I think that time for him, for him, for him group. I may not go put the blame on him, but mm. Pogba has to assume a bit more defensive responsibility in this team if he may go play. Well, I, I, I get your point still. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, at Juventus, wasn't he playing in a midfield three left off, um, left off the midfield in that midfield three? So, and yeah. you had, you had Perlo, who was the next person? Um, um it was between Marquisio and Vidal, mostly Vidal. All right. Mostly Vidal. So, it, mm. so go back to, so you go back to, 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 to what I was saying. You have to create. When you're when 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 you're putting together your team, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure by now Solskjaer should know the strengths of each player that he has at his disposal. Well, I, I hope so. <laughs> All right. So 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 let's compare. So so let's compare it to that Juventus team. Mm-hmm. In my estimation, if you have a midfield three with Matic, granted Matic is older now, but Matic right. would more fit the mold. And, and don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying that they're on the same level. It would more fit mm. the role of Perlo, right? Yeah, I'm glad to say clarify that still. Big up Perlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, by no estimation, <laughs> I'm not saying that those two players are on the same level, right? Yeah. Now, beside, beside in that midfield, you know, I would put a Fred because Fred. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what Fred defensively is not bad. He's not bad. He's right. going forward when he gets the ball and to transition the ball from defense to attack is where his mm-hmm. issue is. Now if you have Matic, if you have Matic and Pogba in a three right there, you have a perfect balance, which is what Pogba needs, right? Pogba needs a balanced midfield beside him. Pogba to me, aside we, we can use France as an example with the double pivot for Pogba, yeah. right? But we don't, mm-hmm. we don't have players of the quality 
um, in our central midfield of, say, Akante and that new youth. I can't pronounce him name, man, so I don't have a massacre in him. But, yeah, that new youth. <laughs> so, I don't have to pronounce his name. Now, I saw him name. The, the young youth, man, will play against um, in the final beside Pogba. I don't remember his Oh, name. oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, friends. Yeah, yeah, with friends. So, with the, it start with T. But I can't. No, I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. But I'm sure the listeners will know who I'm talking. Yeah. So, yeah, you have, we don't have those players to play beside Pogba. So, my thing is, if we can't play Pogba in a two, how come we, we're not experimenting with, with him in a midfield three with players around him like that? We, remember, you know, coaches are put in charge to, 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 to ensure that they try out different systems to suit their best players. But True. We keep we keep beating our heads against a, a brick wall with the same four two three one system every single time. And like I'm gonna go back to saying it again. We cannot it's like the coach cannot switch because of the Bruno Fernandez issue. We can't mm-hmm. we can't it's like him find it hard to try it out. But I mean in certain games Bruno can rest to you know man. With, remember, you know, we have an issue with players getting injured. We see it happen to Rush. And sooner than later, it's going to happen to Bruno. Sooner mm. than later, God forbid, it's going to happen to Bruno because we are running certain players into the ground. So why yeah. is it we can't have um, a system where when Bruno drop out of the team to get some rest? We play a midfield Brilliant. three. Look at, you know what I mean? We play a midfield three with Pogba in it, with Matic, even Danny van der Beek. Like why are we why are we not using him as a midfielder? We pay forty million pound for Danny. Are we not using him? So William, I won't William go Bunch. as far. You know, I won't go as far as to, to single out any one player. Like so, like mm. you know, to go as far as to single out Pogba. Of course, Pogba. We know defensively, Pogba has his issues. We know mm. that it, it's it's no doubt. We know that, but I feel it's kind of unfair to him that every time we struggle. Mm-hmm. Every time we struggle, we have it. Whether he's in the team or not, you know, we have Pete with the yeah. debate is about Pogba. I find it really <laughs> strange because against Atalanta, Pogba was on the bench. But yet after the game, yeah. Pogba, Pogba name still trending, trending on um on Twitter. How is that how, how is that even possible? We go two nil down without Pogba and two mm-hmm. nil down without Pogba and yeah. We, the, the, so how Pogba contribute to that defensive weakness that we saw in the first half? We were all Brilliant over the question. place. Brilliant question. I'm glad we're you're all over the place. Because yeah. the, the, the next question I'll have, and this is going to be a two, two-sided question, because the question is really all in or all out, right? But mm. when you look at the structure at United right now, who, because somebody I forget the blame, you know, you know, let's say mm-hmm. we're not going to blame Pogba because we see we are him time and time again, even if he does not start, him come on and he make a difference. Atalanta mm-hmm. and, and, and Wednesday night, as soon as him come on, the game changed totally and we end up winning the game 3-2, mm-hmm. right? But is it the issue more with the board or with the, the, the manager himself? I'm going to tell you my views. You know. um, my yeah. views on Ole is that he has done what he needs to do Legend as a mm-hmm. player, Meku in the, the Champions League, you know, kudos to him. Um, but his assignment 
has been fulfilled. Him come and him, him get the players believing again. Um, him have the United DNA, and we feel like him do what he need to do. So, more mm. hear your views. Ole in, ole out, or is it bigger than coach himself? Does it have to do with the board at this point? All right. Um, I'm going to answer the question with regarding Ole in or out, but I just want to backtrack backtrack a bit in terms of the timeline from when he got hired. Right. right? Um, he started out as the interim. We got mm-hmm. He went on a good run. We gave him the job, which I don't believe we should have, but we can't change the past. He got the job. So he signed on as, with a three-year project. Three-year project, you know, three-year contract. He went to the table to the board with a three-year project. They hired him. We're now in what? The third year? This yeah. is the third year, I think. Yeah, we're now in the third year. Two and a half years, three years. We still don't know what type of team Manchester United is structurally. Are, no we a pressing, are we a pressing team? Are we a team that counter-attack? Are we a team that just sit back, soak up? What, what are we? We don't know what style Man, we, we, Manchester United plays. You, we went through different phases. When he just started out, we were counter-attacking. Mm-hmm. Right? We were, we were... No, when he just started out, we pressed from the front. Right? We were pressing. Yeah. We kept pressing, pressing to recover the ball quickly. That's when we had Lukaku and all those players. Then we went to a stage where when we were playing the big team during that same time. So we, the smaller teams, we would, we would press. Big teams, we would sit back and counter. We would try to push rush. We would counter with rush behind between the fullback and the centre-back. We would always make that run. And Pogba mm-hmm. would find him over the, over the top through that channel. We went mm-hmm. through that phase. Mm-hmm. Then, fast forward, we get the 6-1 from Tottenham. With, 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 um, with, um, when, during the lockdown, we get the 6-1 from Tottenham. Him and yeah. totally blow up that. And bring in Scott and McTominay, to, to Scott and um, Fred, to say, oh, no, we can't afford to be so open for a counter-attack. Because so then we are going to bring in some defensive stability. And from that day till now, we've been buying players with no intention of dropping either Scott or Fred because he's too coward to do that. So we end up now to today. We still have the Scott and McFred, the, the McFred problem where attacking players are coming in and we still can't get rid of those two because he's fearful of, of not be even with defensive reinforcement. Right? So my okay. thing the board has given this guy so much money because a lot of people um they have issues with the board say, Oh, they're not investing. You know what my issue with the board is? My issue with the board is with the decision making, we footballing matters, re administrative footballing matters, who they're mm-hmm. putting in certain positions to 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 um control the footballing aspect of things. We have Edward Word. Edward Ward knows nothing about football. Nothing. That man is a money man, finance man, but yet he's in Fox. charge of footballing, footballing decisions. The board and Edward Ward are big friends because remember, it's Edward Ward um, basically broke the deal for the Glazers you know, yeah. to get Manchester United. You know. So mm-hmm. he was placed in that position like it's a friend thing. So you had no way. Yeah. Where he was 
um, making certain decisions. So that is my issue with the board. My issue with the board is not the investment. The investment aspect of it, we can't complain about that. We're like the what? The second most spending team in the world. Maybe we mm. pass out Man Manchester City by now. So it can't be a money problem. The, the issue is True. the decisions that are being made re the football. So now mm. you have a situation where you have the board making stupid decisions with the football. And then you have Edward Ward mm -hmm. um, hiring Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Then you have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer bringing in all his friends, the Fletchers, all of these people mm -hmm. with the coaching staff with little to no experience. So three years, no direction with the football. We're still inconsistent. We're still relying on individual bailouts, individual, individual brilliance bailouts. And that is yeah. not sustainable. So, like you rightly said, he has done his time. He has gotten in some good players. Now mm -hmm. we need somebody to come in and continue that project, evolve that project. We need a, some form of evolution to the project now. Because yeah. remember, he, he, his experience limited in terms of bringing teams to that next level. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the money that be, that that them give him and him get to buy some of the best players in the world, we would probably be struggling. We would probably be struggling in mm -hmm. mid-table or even a fight relegation. Because I don't understand why we have so much faith. And the, the people who say, and so you get my answer this thing. It's basically yeah, all yeah. it all. But the <laughs> but the, pe the people who say the people who say all it in. Mm. I don't understand why they have so much faith in him to move this club to the next level, given the fact that his his experience at the top level is limited. Yes, and he's, for the listeners, sorry for but for the listeners yeah. um, who still say other in, please leave us a comment. You know, whether it's whether it's with um Fergie Time 876 or the top phone podcast underscore on Instagram. Let me know. Let me know because I mean I understand either. Yeah, because in the Norwegian league is nothing. Some people refer to him, oh, he's winning title and not in a Norway. That is nothing, bro. And then when he reach England, him and Cardiff get relegated. So why we have so much yeah. faith in a guy like this? Me give thanks to where him bring me. Me give thanks to a little bit of, um, what do you call it now? Basically, him level out things and we lose the toxicity mm. and all of that in the club. But, Which was needed. I mean... Yeah, which was needed after Mourinho. So, you know, we give thanks to that. And me here to say, but Ole, trust me, me did really rate Ole as a legend at the club. Me still rate him as a legend at the, legend at the club, but I feel but like... dropped down. Yeah, in terms right. of the, the, the kind of mess up. He kind of mess up in, in track in record. Legacy. Still. Yeah, yeah. He kind of the team, the legacy. Yeah, and, and I don't you know, that, you know one thing because a lot of persons, especially on like social media, they may not serious, I'm going to rate United, isn't it? I'm a bias towards United, but the standard of football with me group come see United mm -hmm. play. This what we are seeing right now is total rubbish. It's mediocre. To what me used to. So, I yeah. don't know if the younger fans them I say all mm. in or, or what the case may be, but I don't have to make we know. I don't have to make we know. Yeah. Now, um, as, as me just scrolling here on the, on the um, Fergie Time 876 page, I realized that your preferred replacement for Ole 
because it probably not gonna happen now. Is because obviously this man mm. not leave the club, but mm. you had a very interesting take. It wasn't the the regular Zinedine Zidane or Conte rumors. You mm. actually were looking at Ted Hang, Ajax coach. Ted Hang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where reasoning behind behind that exactly? I mean, if you look at if you look at his situation with Ajax, it's not a team that has a lot of money. Right, mm-hmm. you find that in terms of their academy, they keep pushing out talent, and this guy he basically uses what the resources that he has and basically form a team out of that. If you look at it from a structural point of view, with the type of football that Ajax plays, yeah, man, you and Christ total football. Yeah, it, it, it's. There's a system. You can see exactly what they're trying to do. And it's not boring football. It's not um, mm-hmm. reactive football. It's proactive front foot ball playing. And, and, and I mean, he uses his resources to a T. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, we don't need... We, listen, the best teams in the world don't have a world 11. And a lot of the times, what I see, everybody, every team has a weakness. Every team. But for me, a lot of the people who who say that Ole should be given a chance because, oh, this area of the field is weak, we, the, the, the midfield is no good, blah, blah, blah. How is it then that other coaches with less, less resources can be doing so well in terms of the type of football that they're playing? True. It can't True. just be a, a personal issue. It has to be a systematic issue, right? What what mm-hmm. what are we? And that is why I look at Ten Hag and I say, for him, with the resources that we have at our disposal, I'm pretty sure he would be able to come in, change, just just implement a structure. Yes, it might take a year, a year and a half before we really see the rewards. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we know that. It is we have we we see he has a track record of rebuilding teams. How many players that guy has lost to bigger teams, and yet yeah. the team still looks like a well-oiled machine. That has to mm. do with a system that he has in place. True, it has to be to do with that. And they actually use the same four-two-three-one that Ole is trying to replicate. And ironically, they were victorious um, over the past week against Dortmund, four 0 so mm-hmm. that says that says a lot. That says a lot. Um, my my take on the whole potential replacement. Um, I mean, I don't know if this this probably goes on a bit biased. I try to keep it unbiased as possible. But I mean, we can understand why people would say Zidane over Kante. But to be honest, we feel like the team would have probably even better with a back three. Because, back three. Yeah. I think we're a bit out of back three at, at, at this point because fragile defensively, Zimmy. All right. And but but fill out fill, fill out that team for me with the with the back three. If you have a back three, it means you're going three five two, right? Right. Yeah. So well, it's gonna be a three five two in on, on paper. Yeah. Okay. So how would you structure the midfield with the players that we have? So right. we know the full we know the wing back them would have been Shah Bissaka. But just the mm-hmm. the three in I Miggle. The three in I Miggle that's so now. How you that structure? Alright. So the three three in midfield right now, I would say maybe believe in a McTominay first and foremost. Okay. So okay. for now, I would 
place him in the, the hole in mid, you know. Okay. And then in the midfield, of course, you can't leave out Bruno. Um, the, mm. the placement between the Fred and Pogba is my issue because I personally, in some games, would start off with Fred as much as I'm criticizing. But in the system where mm. we go have Luke Shaw on the left side, I believe that Fred can always fill that void when Luke Shaw overlaps. See? Mm. And on the right side, I would have Dalot okay, on the yeah, right side. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, All right. I, mm-hmm. The three, three, three run about now, centrally, Harry Maguire. Why? Because he can actually step forward in the midfield and provide that support. We know Sam can carry the ball forward and can pass. And either sides, Varane and Lindelof. Up front is where the issue really is because, you know, Ronaldo, but mm. I feel like, I feel like, why? Well, it, it, it would have rough. It would have rough, but I would have to go with Rashford, Rashford or Cavani. But I feel like we have a big enough squad where even we can have probably even a Greenwood on the wing or someone who have a bit more work rate to play on the right side, like a Jesse Lingard, same way. But I feel yeah, like you will give you a bit more options in terms of security. But you realize, but you, realize you leave out one, one, one key player though. What's going to happen with, 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 with Jadon Sancho with a 3-5-2? With a where does he fit in in a 3-5-2? Because Jadon... Yeah, answer that. Where, where would he fit in with a 3-5-2? All right. So that's what I was saying. It would be a make-three back, back three. A makeshift back three. Because mm. on that right side, you hear me mention the, the Dalat or the Lingard. That side would really be up for grabs. Because the way how Kante plays his 3-5-2 is a bit different. Defensively, it's going to turn into a back at the end of the day. Because the person who is on the right side of the defense would basically fill that void. And that's why even Bissaka can play at that right center back, in my opinion. You know? But we can understand why why um, United fans are, are afraid of, of such change. But what I'm going to say is we cannot hold on to um, just trying to re- replicate a, a Ferguson. There will never be another Ferguson. Isn't I feel like the club, in, in some ways, them kind of afraid to move on. And that's why a lot of the times when I get a lot, a lot of managers who even available upon the market, it's almost yeah, as if we are holding on somewhere we're not going to ever have again. It's a time for move on in so many aspects of the club. Yeah, that's so true. And, and, and I mean, with the when Fergie left the club, I feel like that was the time to really and truly move forward where structurally because Fergie was a big figure for Manchester United. And I mean, a lot of the things that Fergie did, Fergie was in control of so many things. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure with him leaving, a lot of backroom decisions were left up in the air. Like people who, people, there, were, there was nobody really there to make certain decisions that Ferguson himself would make. Or mm-hmm. even if, there were persons there. They, they didn't have enough experience to be making these these decisions. So I agree. I agree that we need to move for move past that. But no, I and I'm not like saying our, I'm not saying that the Conte appointment would be the best option, you know. But okay. we need somebody. We need somebody assertive in charge. Ole Ole is too one too selfish, selfish virgin. Like we need somebody who ago 
get the best out of the players and we feel like I got enough of the money. My issue with my issue with the Conte thing though, and I get that you say it's not really it's not that you're saying it's the best appointment, but um I have to look look at it on a structural perspective from a structural perspective in terms of the resources yeah. that we have we have on hand. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot like we, we got Christian Ronaldo, we have Mason Greenwood, we have Anthony Marshall, we have Jaden Sancho, we have Rashford. A three five two system um basically means quite a few of those players would be, be left the bench out. would be yeah. would be left out. And Understood. what that leads what that leads to know is that Kante probably will now need more players then to suit his system because Kante, if you look at him, he likes a lot of players that are energy based, players who right. will, will will press, run, run, run them, run themselves into the ground for mm. his system. So my major concern is that we will have to do another rebuild to best to give Kante what he would require to 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 really um be successful. Okay. Um, and at the moment at the moment I don't I don't want to see another merry go round with players in players out. I just mm-hmm. want somebody who will come in, look at the resources that we have, create a system, put a system in place to get the best out of the players that we are we, we, we have in the in the squad. No so that's man, my drawback with Kanto. Yeah man I'm uh, I agree with you. I actually agree with you because um really and truly Zidane would probably need to to, to have another puzzle, another piece of the puzzle like too. But with mm. uh, with Ten Hag now, yeah, we basically use him resources and basically the system that he's playing is is identical to, to what we have mm. here. So um honestly yes, me, 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 agree with me, me agree with that a hundred percent. Now um the combine sorry, go mm. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, um, I was moving on to the next question because the combined yeah. age of our center forwards right now is 70 years old. Cavani is like 34 and CR 37. Um, what's the next move after the next season or two? Because surely we're going to need a number nine for a place. Do we go with Tony Marshall? Do we groom uh, Mason Greenwood into a number nine, even though Ole says that he's not a number nine? Or do we go for one of the big signings in the market again. Mind you, you know, this is Manchester United who should be bringing hmm. through talent through the youth team. So that's a, very, the best it's a, it's a very good question because here, here my thing now, when when Christian Arnaldo was, um, rumours was out there to say that hmm. he's, going, he's going to sign, I, I had issues with it. Now hear me out, hear me out, because I know it's Chris, I know it's Ronaldo. I know <laughs> it's Ronaldo. Ronaldo is Ronaldo. Yeah. He just does, hear me out. All right, you yeah, see man. when we sign Ronaldo? When we sign Ronaldo, you know, I had a big problem with it because of Mason Greenwood with and and mm-hmm. where he was heading with his development. Right. I knew that with Christian Ronaldo, you cannot bench Christian Ronaldo. So and then we signed Jadon Sancho as well. I remember we signed right. Jadon Sancho for the for the right side. And mm-hmm. So when now when we got Cristiano Ronaldo, we created a big problem because the, 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 the only lucky thing, and lucky in quotes, to start off the season was the fact that 
Rashford was injured. I know that that's not a lucky thing or, or that's not anything good. But because mm-hmm. Rashford was injured, that is why one of Mace and Sancho was able to get a lot of minutes. Yes. So my thing was Cristiano Ronaldo coming in was going to cause a situation where tough decisions would have to be made. And I don't trust Solskjaer to make these tough decisions because you can't bench Ronaldo. You're not going to bench Ronaldo. And we see that the one time he bench Ronaldo, you have man like mm-hmm. Sir Alex Ferguson come out and I say, oh, you don't bench Ronaldo. Right, right. right? Yeah. So Mason, this year was supposed to be Mason's year where he moved to the center forward position to mm-hmm. be that number nine, number nine that we were looking for. And if you look at the start of the season, how well he started, Mason Greenwood started on fire for the first couple of games before Cristiano Ronaldo came in. True. Then when he came in, Mason was pushed out to the right, and then he had some underwhelming performance. Still he scored in the last game. Yeah, I think, no, actually, he only scored, what, once since Cristiano Ronaldo, and that was against yeah. um, the Everton goal. He only scored mm-hmm. once. So, I mean, his performances haven't dropped in general, but he, he hasn't been scoring a lot. And what, what you see as well is that I feel like a lot of the times he's trying to prove himself so much that mm-hmm. he, he overdoes it. So he, he's taking snapshot shots when he shouldn't be. At one, one point, one yeah. of the games, it, it, it looked like he, he never intended to pass at all. The man just a kick shot, <laughs> shot, 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 left, right, center. Yeah. I remember we had so that he got same a bit issue selfish. With, yeah, we had that same issue as well with, with Rashford a few years ago. Um, right. It's really just recently we see Rashford kind of being less selfish and smarter in front of goal. You know, mm-hmm. with, with Mason now, probably the most clinical we have seen out of the academy in so many years. You know, I'm not really worried. We just feel like we, we probably going to keep Ronaldo for two years. So we probably just need to get rid of Cavani after the season, respectfully. No, Cavani definitely, oh, I'm definitely gone. I'm gone. Cavani won't stay past this season. Because remember, fight we fight to keep him this yeah. season. Yeah. He was, he was going to leave. And then, then, then basically beg him sign. Not yeah. Remember, you know, Cavani was supposed to be the backup to, to Mason Greenwood, you know. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the backup to Mason Greenwood. While Mason Greenwood grew, grew into the role of the number nine, he was okay coming off the bench. Or they would... They would remember Mason can play on the right, but now when Cristiano comes in, you find that everything. And then I don't think Ole had a plan, a structure in place to accommodate Cristiano. Just Cristiano was, but Mason Greenwood should have been that that that, that number now to 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 really move forward because Haaland. I know a lot of people are looking to Earl as the, the, the person who we can probably go and get, but that's a sticky situation. So many people will be looking to get him and we will have to pay like some serious money to get to get him. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm hearing you now. Well, I don't know if you hear me still or, or... Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm on. So, Halan, Halan would actually be, as you're saying, um, Wally money, basically. Um, you think uh, the right option go money aside because we know that the club have money. Mm-hmm. It, you it, think it, of the right option? Oh, 
Um, yeah, well, of course, if you can't get Haaland, you get Haaland, you know what I mean? But if it, it depends on if Ronaldo, Ronaldo, because if we're, if we're going for Haaland, it would have mm. to be next season. True. So now you would have a situation and yeah, because he's not staying, he's not staying in that man, he's not staying Borussia for next season. I don't think so. Um, so what you will have now is if you go for Haaland, what you do with Cristiano Ronaldo and having Haaland on the same team, and then you have Mason Greenwood plus you have Rashford. So and you trust well, hopefully Ole isn't there, but I don't know if he's still there. How I don't trust him to to figure out a situation like that. So I mean, as I said, Ronaldo is Ronaldo, but mm-hmm. us signing him put us in a situation where going forward, how do you fit everybody? Some people will have to be sold, or some people are gonna get frozen out and be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, it seemed that way. Come on, as as we wrap up the segment though, um, I'm not sure if it's too early because we look forward to to, to seeing the, the predicted lineup before the games. But I don't know if it's too early for Ox if you predicted mm-hmm. for a predicted lineup versus Liverpool. What I want versus what Ole would <laughs> 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 play. Which no, one? You're a predicted what, what? No, man, you're a predicted lineup. Okay. Um so well, the back four basically selected so because we really, yeah, really don't have any option where that is concerned. We can't, we can't go Bailey because Bailey not have any games on them belt. So we have to go with the Lindelof, yeah. Maguire, Shaw, Bissaka. Midfield now. Oh. Mm-hmm. This one here. This people against, here. <laughs> against, against Liverpool. Wow. All right. So sticky. All right, so Fred had a good game in the second half, especially against mm-hmm. against Atalanta. So I feel like he's catching a little, not Scott, not so much. So I will go with Fred. Um, beside Fred, wow. Yeah, man, you're rough. You're rough. At least all I got to, you know. So. No, you see, the thing is, it's because it's Liverpool. It's an isolated <laughs> match, you see me? It's yeah. an isolated game, So and it's Liverpool and they're on form. So I would... I, Ideally, I mm. would go with Fred, Pogba, um, Bruno, Rashford, if Rashford is fit, and on the right, Mason, because Mason on form right now is mm. playing good football, and then Christian Ronaldo up, up top. Yeah, so Christian Ronaldo up top. So it would be, yeah, that that, that would be my, my 11. Okay. Uh, yeah. We actually have a CM, CM 11. Um, there, there has been a few doubts about Bruno. We hope say, this is not the game where him yeah. overwork and get injured because you know yeah. some little can knock and fit. But right. yeah, we're, we're gonna need the energy in our midfield, isn't yeah. it? For for all of the United listeners, want to say this, we love the club, isn't it? We know, <laughs> we know bias are against the club. We just used to a certain standard, so now for us same, is it? Again. Everybody love the club, bro. Everybody love the club. Yeah. And some people say, um, we're not true fans if you want the team lose and all of that and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just a difference of opinion, you know. It's opinion. Yeah. Everybody, I'm not saying what I'm saying is facts, and I'm pretty sure you're not saying what you're saying is awesome. facts. It's your opinion, and that's where it all. That's what it all comes. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, we need a true for this season, you know. We need a trophy too this season, but um, oh, yeah. United, 
Yeah, has to. Has to. You know? But again, this episode was brought to you by FergieTime876. You can find them on Twitter at FergieTime876. And we know certain of people are listening right now and they're going to go on here more from a from brother. So we got for yeah. pass through the same way. You know, feel yes, free man. for pass through anytime. Don't no anything. No problem. No problem. Always, man. Anytime, anytime um, you feel like inviting me on the program, no problem for me to, you know, to grace yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, last, the last thing I want to say though, to, the, to the United fans before, before the game. Because we're going to need a 12th man. Yes, man. I mean, regardless of how we feel, Liverpool is Liverpool and beating mm-hmm. Liverpool always be on the agenda. So, you mean, man? regardless of how I feel about Olegan and Solskjaer, we need to win tomorrow just for bragging, if it's even for bragging rights. And yeah. my hope is that we can win the game by maybe 2-1, 3-1. That's my, that's my prediction. That's my fun prediction. That's what I want. A 3-1 three one three one. victory. 3-1. 3-1. One. One. A little icing on the cake. 3-1. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. <laughs> More than likely, we probably end up losing, but that's what I want. Same, same. So, I'm not so. All right, now, the whole top farm thing, you know, really work with, with them type of games. Yeah. So, me believe so United can get the win. I'm going to say 2-0 United. Yeah, I'm going to brave and say Clean sheet? Oh. Clean sheet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a big prediction, man. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like the man is going to turn up. Like, after the game we have since week, I just feel so it will encourage them on a different level. Um, Ronaldo to score as always, but I am seeing a Rashford or I say a Rashford or a Maguire goal from Maguire? Yeah man wow. from a set piece yeah. have some serious prediction <laughs> Harry Maguire scored from a set piece that would, that would be good that would be good so you say Christina go up on the score sheet no man I'm going to get him on the inevitable to him on the score if you ever get a goal if a one person you can depend on them so that means that would be like a 3-1 yeah yeah probably a 3-1 realistic realistically I forgot to say 3-1 but what me would want to see is me getting a clean sheet against Liverpool the thing that can change our fortunes totally for the season um, change all mentality of the players and things but that's what I want still fan, fan wishes aside I think the game might draw 1-1 that's, that's what I think could happen even though I want us to win, mm. realistically speaking, it might draw 1-1 or, or 2-1 to Liverpool. I think that's without biases. That's what I think. Yeah. I have, you have to say that part, you know, because people will go and say, oh, <laughs> Manchester United fan them say they more beat Liverpool 3-1. No, that is yeah, what we yeah, would yeah. like. <laughs> that is what we would like. But realistically really, speaking, really. and farm, probably Liverpool will win 2-1. But yeah, let's see. You never know. Rival. Come on, free, free and people. Um, stay tuned to the Fergie Time 876 page on Twitter for all the United updates. Again, follow us at Top Fun Podcast underscore on Instagram. And yeah, people just stay safe. Only for football I play over the weekend. So keeping yourself safe, Top Fun Podcast, big up on yourself.